Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well... That's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble with exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. When you can't take care of yourself by yourself, you leave yourself open to someone else having control of you in some way. Welcome to Habits You Love, a thought-provoking podcast about self-love, self-healing, and spiritual evolution. I'm Kayla Fazio, and with each episode, it is my mission to expand your mind to what you think is possible for you and provoke thoughts of looking at your own healing you may need and help you discover the power you have within you to build healthy habits and create a life you love. Now, let's get to the episode. So I just recently had my birthday and I love that it's so close to New Year's because it allows me to pause to take time to reflect on the last year of my life, which also coincides with the new year. So I don't really believe in New Year's resolutions, but I will say when my birthday comes around the corner about two weeks later, January 13th, that it really is a time for me to just sit with myself and reflect on that past year of what I learned at that age. So that is really how I do my my resolutions and my tracking my success and my growth. So I'm not a big New Year's resolutions girl, but I am a big, you know, new age, new year going into it. So if you know anything about me by now from either personally knowing me or following me, you know that I am obsessed and a little low-key addicted to the pursuit of becoming my highest best self. I know that term gets thrown around a lot, but it's true. And I'm not okay with complacency. I am constantly aware of where I am in life and putting myself into challenges, into fear, into learning and growing. It's really just become a part of who I am and my daily habits, whether it's reading, meditating on something, anything, journaling, and then going even deeper and recognizing my triggers or my dominating thoughts and then taking action. Key words, taking action, not just being aware of it and knowing it, but actually taking the steps to change it, remove it, unlearn it, whatever the case may be. So when I am comfortable, I am not okay. I love hate comfort. I know that it's not good for you or productive to be comfortable if you want to accomplish anything in life. Although being uncomfortable is quite literally uncomfortable. That being said, I I really do think 2022 was a pivotal year for me. It was a year where 
I didn't feel like I was up against anything like I had felt in the previous years. I wasn't in a constant state of survival or a ton of anxiety or really a lack of identity and purpose and passion that I I really went through from 2018, 19, 20, a little bit of 2021. I was tested for sure a lot, but I feel like I grew fivefold, tenfold, and my mindset is radically different than it was the last year at this time and the previous years before. So let's get into the lessons I've learned, the beliefs I've relinquished, and the mindset shifts I've made that has helped my growth. Because at the end of the day, it's all about growing, right? About getting better each year. If you aren't being challenged, you aren't being changed. You actually can't spell the word challenge without change. One of my favorite quotes. So if you are not being challenged, you are not being changed. So how are you challenging yourself these days? So I'm going to talk about these lessons and mindsets by the quarters of the year, because I do feel as though these were happening in like stages of the year in two quarters of how I broke them up. Like looking back and down with the bird's eye view of my life in 2022, I can see now how I was being set up. Although in the moment I didn't, of course it's hard. Of course I cried a lot. I was confused. I was angry a lot of the time. So no one wants to be in the thick of challenging times right? No one. No one likes that. It's not comfortable. It's not easy. And I'm in a little bit of comfortable time right now, which feels very nice. It's very relieving for my my mindset and my mental health. And I'm happy about it. But I know there is more coming, more challenging times. And I know I can't be comfortable for too long before the next storm is going to roll in. So quarter one. Healthy isolation is imperative. January 1st, 2022, I was alone in my empty apartment in Parker, Colorado, having just kind of broken up with Tyler, if you want to say broken up, whatever we want to call it. You know, we, to backtrack and to kind of catch you up to January 2022, we set out for Colorado in the summer of 2021 for just the summer. To make us a long story short, I wanted to stay because I was falling in love with Colorado. It was beautiful. We were obviously very active going on hikes, a lot of access to everything. I had made some friends and I didn't feel as though there was anything to come back to Florida to besides my grandma, which she was actually selling her house anyway, the house I was living in. So I was like, okay, well, if I move back, I'm just going to have to find a place anyway. She's going to sell her house and, and whatever. So I... I wanted to stay and Tyler and I wanted to be together. We had been together eight months at this point and it was just kind of one of those times where it was like, like it's definitely too early to move in together in my opinion, but it's also like, are we going to do this long distance thing? I mean, that's kind of silly. We were having fun. We wanted to kind of keep the adventures going. So we ended up choosing to move in together in September of 2021 and kind of settle into Colorado a little bit and see how we liked it. So to backtrack even more, if you don't know Tyler and I's story, 
I moved from California to Florida in September of 2020, where I had just gotten out of my toxic relationship. And I met Tyler instantly. We hit it off pretty quickly and we did start dating and I would say December of 2020, January 2021. So in my opinion, I had not had that time to myself to heal, to grieve, to get back to myself, to just have my alone time. That cliche saying, you know, I need my alone time when it really is a thing. You really need, I, I just needed that time and space to not worry about anyone else other than myself for just a moment. So after moving in together and after life kind of settles in and we're doing the, you know, everyday grind, I just kind of came to this realization that I was like, I just wanted to be alone. And it was nothing against Tyler and it was nothing against our relationship. But I basically just said, I need you to go back to Florida and I need you to not come back because we had had a a Christmas trip planned to go back to Florida and then we were supposed to drive his car back to Colorado to have for the remainder of the time we were there. And just in my gut, I just knew I was like, this is going to be so heartbreaking, but I need you to fly back alone and I need you to not come back. Like, we're not driving your car back. I'm going to stay here alone. I need my alone time. And I'm sorry, I don't really know how else to explain it. And it was a hard week of conversation and talking through things. And he didn't quite understand what was happening. I didn't even quite know what was happening. I just knew in my gut that I needed to have this time alone. So that's what I did. And I was, uh, I was scared because I hadn't been on my own in so long. I hadn't supported myself in so long, taken care of myself, paid for everything financially for myself in so long. But I knew that the only way that I would actually make it work is if I was forced to do it. I just wanted that independence again for myself for just a little bit. So we technically, you know, it was a breakup for a little bit, but then we ended up just keeping in touch and still dating. And we'd actually ended up doing a long distance relationship for about six months. But all that being said, what I learned from this isolation and why it was so important, it was important for me to know, to see and to feel how it felt to take care of myself on my own. I'm a firm believer that everyone should be able to take care of themselves on their own. If not, to me, that it's just an indication that you are and have to be codependent on someone else, which is never good. I mean, you can choose, of course, to be with someone and share responsibilities, share roles and finances, all the things. But when you can't, take care of yourself by yourself, you leave yourself open to someone else having control of you in some way. Again, that's my opinion. So if you live with a boyfriend or a girlfriend and the relationship becomes toxic, yet they pay for your house, your rent, whatever, you are then stuck And this is such a low vibration feeling. It's not just about the literal sense that you are stuck. Like, great, I can't leave. I can't move out. I have no money. But staying in that low energy, that feeling of inadequacy, of being controlled um, in some way, 
not being able to make decisions and do what's best for you will slowly bring down your energy and bring down your vibration and therefore playing into all areas of your life. You'll be less confident at work. You'll be less confident in yourself and your friendships and your ability to set boundaries. It is just such a self-worth suck. And I have to admit this exact thing happened to me in my toxic relationship and I actually saw my mother be this way as well like so her pain her struggles her lack of confidence plays a huge role in why I am the way I am I I don't want to land myself in the same place where she was which was you know very lost codependent on my dad lack of identity and just not strong enough to make decisions for herself. I'm really not sure if I was witnessing this and subconsciously my mind just went to the opposite. Like I still need to do more research on why I went the opposite way when I could have so easily went the same direction as her and wanting to settle down, have kids, not have a job, be a stay-at-home mom, depend on my husband for everything and eventually end up with no identity and becoming depressed enough to, to end my own life. But I didn't. I went the opposite so much far opposite that I love having a job. I don't even know if I want to have kids or settle down or have a nice big house and be a housewife and cook every single meal and do the laundry and and depend on someone else for everything. So that is quarter one lesson learned. Being in isolation really showed me and proved to myself, okay, I actually don't need anyone. I can choose to have someone, but the confidence it brings whenever you know that you are able to take care of yourself is is huge. Quarter two, you can't outwork your core beliefs. We develop our core beliefs about ourselves at a very, very young age, actually, based on what we witnessed, how we were loved and nurtured, and how we are praised or not praised. I really started to dig deep into the beliefs I had about myself that weren't obvious. Your core beliefs are not as obvious or in the forefront of your mind or thoughts. Like, you know, you can have beliefs or thoughts of like, oh, I'm ugly or I'm not good at math or I can't sing. You know, all of these are kind of like everyday surface level thoughts and beliefs. And those are clearly beliefs that live mainly in the prefrontal cortex of your brain. They're just always right there. But beliefs like I don't deserve to be in a loving relationship or I will never be successful or I will never live up to my brother and his accomplishments. These beliefs can live deep down in your subconscious and direct and impact your life until you stop, you sit, you realize them, and then you start to unlearn and change your core beliefs about yourself. So For me, at 32, I did realize I had some messed up beliefs about myself and my abilities as to to what I could do in this life and on this earth and for people. And that's exactly why I was where I was. You know, your life is always, always directly proportionate to not only your beliefs about yourself, but to your emotional capacity to have the things that you are desiring. If you're not emotionally ready to be in a healthy relationship, you won't attract someone good for you. If you deep down do not believe you are worthy of success or recognition, 
opportunities will not open for you. This has also been a huge eye-opener for me in that I'm not a patient person and I have a lot of desires and a lot of goals and I found myself always worried about what I didn't have or where I wasn't yet. So some of my goals are to be a public speaker, to write a book, to be a thought leader in the mental health space. Like I want all of these things. And when I see someone else having them or doing what I want to be doing, I would get upset and I would start this loop in my head of, well, gosh, like I'm not there yet or they're better than me or they know something that I don't know or what's the secret? They have this secret that they're not telling anyone and I would just go down this rabbit hole and really, really start to compare myself and then I would get upset and then I would take out all the joy and I would forget everything I had accomplished and be grateful for the things I had had or have done when in reality if someone called me tomorrow to do a public speaking event I'm not ready like I would be a freaking nervous wreck I would be nervous and sweating it's because deep down I know that I'm not ready if I was asked to be a guest on Lewis Howes or Jay Shetty to talk about mental health same thing. I would probably be hyperventilating when I got that call. (laughs) Like, okay, like I know I want these things, but I would still probably be really nervous. And I think that ties into I'm not ready. Everything currently in my life, I feel very confident about that I had the ability to achieve, create, and to have. So clearly I am emotionally proportionate to everything I have in my life right now. So what I'm getting at with this is it's just showing me that yes, like I want these things, but that doesn't mean that I'm emotionally equipped to have and handle them at this moment in time. And it shows where I need to be challenged, where I need to grow, where I need to improve, which is what I'm working on behind the scenes. Plus another thing that I like to think about is this, you wouldn't want all of your desires to come true tomorrow you wouldn't. Think about it. If you got all of your desires tomorrow all at once, how overwhelming would that be? Which is why it takes experience. It takes life and time to realize goals little by little as you grow ready for them. But it also takes understanding your deep core beliefs about yourself to make sure you are aligned subconsciously to manifest what you are saying you want out loud. There's a big difference in wanting something and actually being able to attract it in. I've quickly learned that health is more than just getting to the gym and eating your fruits and vegetables. It's also about managing your sleep, your stress, and being mindful and intentional about your habits. I was already regimented in my workout routine, but I wanted to get to the next level of wellness. So I decided to try CBD, but not just any CBD. Next Evo Naturals developed Smart Sorb technology, which is clinically proven to help your body absorb CBD four times better than regular CBD oil. When you need to decompress, sleep better, or recover from an intense workout, Next Evo Naturals can help. They come in capsules, delicious gummies, mints, and even topical creams. Since using Next Evo, I can already tell such a difference in my mood, calmness, and sleep. 
Most CBD oil in gummies and capsules achieves between 2% and 10% absorption, which means at least 90% of what you think you're getting is actually wasted. Next Evo Naturals are clinically formulated to develop more CBD in a way your body can actually use and fast, proven 30 times better absorption in the first 30 minutes. Try Next Evo Naturals. Get 20% off your first order of $40 or more at nextevo.com slash podcast and use promo code Kayla. That's 20% off at nextevo.com slash podcast promo code Kayla. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Quarter three, why blend in when you can stand out? This was a huge, huge aha moment for me, but it didn't come without ego and pride getting in the way. As you may or may not know, I have been a health and fitness coach for almost eight years now. I've personally coached thousands of people, mostly women, on nutrition knowledge, simple, effective workouts that work best for fat burning, and getting them results and confidence that sticks. I labeled myself as this one thing for so long that Although I have other interests and desires to do and be other things, I created and had this loyalty and commitment to this person, yet I had grown out of. So in true Kayla fashion, what do I do? I force things. I wanted, or I guess I should say, I needed this to work because if this didn't work, that would mean I was a failure at yet another thing and I don't like to fail. Therefore, no matter how miserable or over it I was, or how little it was making me, I had to make it work. It wasn't. I knew I didn't want to work one-on-one with clients anymore. I knew I was tired of repeating the same information about food over and over just for people to not understand. I knew I had outgrown this part of my life, yet I still tried to make it work. And after months and months of hiring coach, learning new processes, marketing, and getting completely disappointed in my results and the outcomes, the thought hit me. Why am I trying to blend in with an ocean of thousands of other people who do this, who can do this, who say that they can do this, even if they can't, when I am one of one, I am the only me. I have a story and no one else has this story. No one else has my experiences. No one else has the lessons I learned, my failures, or my story of overcoming and my redemption. No one else has the same story that I've been through. Suicide, divorce, abusive relationship, financial hardship, all in the span of two years and come out stronger the other side. No one else can share about my pain my anxiety, my struggles, and my determination to rise above it all and win in the end. No one else. 
So why am I trying to blend in when I can stand out? And that's the moment that I let it go. I surrendered it all. I removed the weight off my back that I thought that I needed to carry. I snipped that last thread that was holding me hostage to an identity that no longer served me so I could be free and be open enough to see that I have a bigger purpose, a bigger plan, and a bigger calling on my life. And that's where I am today, hibernating. I'm in a transition period that feels a little uneasy right now, but it feels so much better to swim downstream than keep trying to dog paddle upstream. And I'm excited for the newness and the challenges to come with all of the exciting things in my transitional period of life right now. And it's so weird to say that because I don't like downtime and this feels like a downtime in my life, but I know that I have to be like an arrow right now. I have to kind of be pulled back a little bit in order to be shot forward. And I'm finally okay with being like, Kayla, you can sit for half a year, a year if you need to, and sharpen the tools that you need to have the skills that are going to bring you your desires. So also a fun fact, according to artificial intelligence, the definition of happiness is when you are trying something new. And I must say, I have to agree with that. Quarter four, God always has your back. So what happened after I decided to isolate alone in Denver to prove to myself I could take care of myself, therefore improving my confidence and increasing my beliefs in myself so I could achieve higher and better things and then decide to let go of old identities to create and chase a bigger purpose on my life by standing out and being a one of one instead of one in tens of thousands? It all worked out. As soon as I let go and surrendered, an amazing opportunity came my way to really just help me get a breath of fresh air, something I really hadn't felt in a really long time. I have a really flexible full-time job that is salary with benefits, which I haven't had in seven years, (laughs) which feels kind of nice and relieving, that actually is going to require a lot out of me. It's going to challenge me. It's going to help me grow, working with teams and increasing my confidence by having to be more assertive and more authoritative. It's also surrounding me with a lot of abundance, which I love. The people I get to speak to and the flow and the ease of money I'm around gives me that feeling of abundance and ease when it comes to money, which was a major block that I had to work through in 2022. And here we are. So I actually have, I think, one or two episodes about this already, like healing, money, trauma, and financial abuse. And I think maybe one more. I'll put those in the show notes if you want to listen to those and kind of what I've learned actually in 2022, just specifically to money and abundance and and the ease of the flow of money, because that's a big, big block that I had to work through as well. And as we know, money is energy, money is mindset. I finally made the correlation and connection that the reason I don't 
have a lot of money is because my mindset is, again, not directionally proportionate to where it needs to be in order to allow the money to come in. So that's a whole other episode. I'll definitely link the episodes I have about money in the show notes to this episode, but definitely go check that out as well. If you kind of want to learn what I learned about money, how I've been changing my beliefs around money, how I'm learning to be able to bring more in and manifest more without hard work or effort. It's all about energy. It's all about belief and it's all about changing your mindset when it comes to money. So having this is allowing me to work and focus on those bigger things. I'm working on my public speaking skills. The thought of writing a book is coming more and more into play. Um, I get to work on this podcast more and grow that. So instead of keeping that low vibration, low energy feeling around with my old identity that wasn't giving me the mental capacity or energy at all to focus on these things, I let go of that And within weeks, I had an opportunity fall into my lap to give me what I needed emotionally and energetically to grow in these other areas. So that's how I know God in the universe always has my back and how I know surrendering things that aren't working out will open up space for other things to work out that are actually in the higher service for you and your life. So To sum up the lessons I learned in the year 2022 at the age of 32, number one, healthy isolation is healthy. Take time for yourself. Be alone. Don't go out. Stay in your house or room and read and isolate and journal and meditate and really, really start to learn and understand yourself. It's the best thing you could do in your life, I promise. Number two, uproot your core beliefs and really learn, understand and change them. So that really goes hand in hand with being in that isolation. That's where I really learned a lot about myself was in those six months that, you know, I had to tell Tyler, I have to be alone and I can't explain it. And I don't think you're going to understand, but in time, I think you will see and understand. And eventually he did and it all worked out. And now I get to understand myself better. And I got to grieve the relationship that I had that didn't work out the past. I got to understand my triggers and my beliefs about myself and why I was in these positions that I was in and really start to learn and set boundaries. Number three, stop trying to blend in with the crowd and be a one of one. There is only one of you. If you have a special gift, a special talent, a skill that no one else has, that everyone needs to know, some knowledge that you have in your brain that people need to know, stop trying to blend in with everyone else. Stop getting on Instagram and just copying what everyone else is doing. Do your own thing. And number four, stop worrying. And know God already has it all figured out. He's simply waiting on you to realize it and to catch up. the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the roaring 20s. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. 
Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games.